I, I, I laugh reactions I never know the level of laughing. If I laugh react something, if I laugh react something, I mean it because I won't always do it. I'll probably react Because when I think it's really funny, I'll comment on it. I thought it was a Welcome to NFL MAO. I'm Luke. I'm Aiden back again for the very fourth time. It's uh, the first podcast of 2024 for me and Young Right, Young Wrong over here. Bum, 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 so bum, Happy bum, New bum. Year. It's a little like, it's probably pretty weird for somebody to come up to you and say Happy New Year on January 12th, but we are coming up to you on January 12th and saying Happy 2024. Uh, happy 2024. The thing that makes me happiest is football, and there's lots of news, and there is. <laughs> and it's almost fucking, over, Luke. Yeah, wild card it's weekend. It's sad. Though. Sad times. It's almost over, but it's not like it. It's not like it piddles out. Like we we we're going to the playoffs now. Like I mean, not my team certainly, not your team certainly, but yeah. uh, teams are going, uh, and all the best teams will play, and that's gonna be satisfying as fuck because. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember why it's satisfying because my team's not there. Maybe this sucks. It's satisfying because we have now reached the point of the year where you would hope the cream of the crop bring their best bygones are bygones performances. Yeah, um, for a lot us of good storylines, stupid good storylines. And we're going to touch on as many as we can handle today. We're both NFC North fans, both out of the playoffs, and we don't have a lot to look forward to. But we also get to watch the playoffs like unchained. We don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to worry about shit. Unchained we can just watch melody. it for the. For the vibes, but this is all to say um, we've missed a few weeks. Holidays were hectic. Pretty much everybody in the Midwest has this chest sinus flu thing going, which I've been dealing with for like two weeks now since I went back up north. It just didn't make a lot of sense to record last week with the phlegm situation. We but, were, but we were like, we woke up into a week where it was like, and we'll yeah, cover it, it in detail. But it, you guys know it's heavy. old. It's old news, but it's like Carol's out. Nick Saban retires. Next day, Bill yes. Belichick's out. Uh, today, we've got a Patriots head coaching hire we'll get to. Like, yes. the, the, like some of the biggest names in the sport. Yes. Uh, all <laughs> while Jim Harbaugh and Michigan win a natty for the first time since, like, the 40s. Cheaters. All while, yeah, certainly, but uh, provably. But oh, but did there's they just a lot of people? shit going on, dude. So like, it's, been a, okay. it's been a hot and heavy football week, and I'm just ready to rock with you, dude. I'm ready to rock. Here's how we're going to do it. Real quick, we've hit on two college football things that are very important. Nick Saban steps away from the program, one of the most elite, maybe the best coaches of all time in the sport. I mean, he outdid um, Bear Bryant at Alabama. Yep. How do you do that? It's by being Nick, and it's crazy that he did it right before the playoff expansion, but I've heard rumblings there may be like some health issues with his wife. I don't know if that's true or not, but if that is the case, I only say that to say my thoughts go out to him and his family. Well, he didn't um, say that. And he also like said that he didn't have any health okay. issues, uh, right. issues straight up. Well, he had a I, I, d- I don't say that to try to stoke anything. That's just a rumor so. I've I heard. heard. And heard I just want to say if that is the case, I really feel for that family. Um, he's He seems by most accounts a pretty great guy. Um, a lot of people hate him, but – they're hating the success more it's than the happen. person a lot of the time. It's going to happen. He didn't have as many controversies, in my opinion, as other coaches of that ilk. But another important college football note, Michigan Wolverines do win the national championship. Implications of that, 
Harbaugh may be looking to move to the NFL again. There's a lot of rumblings connecting him to teams, and we're going to get in a lot of the information on this pod about coaching changes. This also means that Ohio State has now allowed Michigan to win a national championship on their watch. And as an Ohio State fan, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Is there cheating implications that are under investigation that may result in things next year? Sure. But what you can't deny is that Michigan bullied their way through the end of that year. They bullied the way through it, and they ran the ball down everybody's throats. So they won that shit on the field. I don't know if they were cheating or not through the playoff, but they bullied the teams they played. So, um... Props to them, and Ryan Day's got to get it figured out because you can't be the Ohio State coach that lets your rival win a natty on your watch. Getting back to the league, though, I think one of the best ways we could cover this is by trying to quickly run through the 32 in preparation to talk about the playoffs, trying to hit on anything important from the last few weeks on the field, any implications with coaching changes and going forward. Firstly, we'll talk about Carolina, and we're going to go in record worst to first here Carolina ends the year gifting the number one pick to Chicago which will lead to a lot of conversations about potentially moving on from Justin Fields for Caleb Williams some important things to note the head the owner uh Dave Tepper was freaking out in his press box like or I always say press box what do we call those luxury boxes owner's boxes yeah whatever his whatever his box was like yeah his, his yeah. Uh, VIP box whatever it's a box where the where the high upset, he threw a fucking drink on an opposing fan, got fined three hundred grand, didn't really apologize. Full drink, dude. And then walked away like a softie. So, um that is all to say, Carolina is in the pits of despair right now, in my opinion. I think they're one of the worst, least desirable locations for a next uh like an aspiring head coach in this cycle. Um, what do you think about them right now in this situation and going forward? Oh, they're in a bad spot. I mean, uh, you think they're the worst um, potential team for an aspiring head coach right now, without a without a first round pick, without a second round pick next year, um, no continuity. Teams at, or players actively saying like they got more sh- shit to figure out. Brian Burns is like they got way more important shit to figure out than my contract. Like it seems yeah. like that team people don't care about it who are actively on their roster. No, it's not good. Um, I feel very uh poor about the state of the the panthers uh and it goes all the way to the top like you said about the owner tossing drinks on on folks in the stands it it goes you already are you know you fire frank reich and you're already gonna give your brand new quarterback who already looked like it was a tough transition Mm. year one into the league um you look too small well he uh, and that's nothing we can do about that like you know what I mean? So exactly. I, I That's feel the... like there's nothing we can do about the size, but I think um, I think the game seemed too fast for him, uh, especially like to the point where like they had backups helping carry the workload early on, and and then he got hurt and all this other stuff. I think that was a very very trial by fire first year for Bryce Young, and it's not going to do him any favors. Does no young quarterback any favors to to fuck up the consistency on coaching or yeah. your coordinator and learning a completely new offense and what's going to go with that? So he's in a bad spot with no real leaders to lean on aside from Adam Thielen. If he decides to stay in the NFL, I don't know what his contract is over there, but like who else is there? So and Adam Thielen had an a thousand yard season. I'm pretty sure. Like, this is fucking amazing. I'm a huge fan. So yeah. good on you him. You have been rightfully praising Thielen. Um, 
thriving in the midst of like adversity on that that's team. hard um, man that's hard to do at that age and and to be like in a that bad of an organization that's i'm very very impressed with that but yeah other than that no that's it's bad it's bad we'll have a lot to talk about with some of these teams we're going to hit on uh in draft implications after the season on future podcasts but these next two teams have had significant turnover with the coaching firstly Washington moving on from their head coach if you want to talk about that Luke I know you you like Rivera I like Ron Rivera uh an 85 bear um I think it was probably time to go for Ron Rivera unfortunately uh getting getting a house cleaning and the ownership it, it, it might just be fun to top to bottom take care of it when there's not any uh, anybody that, that really feels like you're hitching your wagon to. I don't know how the players feel about him. Um, probably a, a mixed bag, but the commanders underperformed. I like what they did. Uh, I really respected going and hiring Rick Spielman uh, of absolute Minnesota Vikings fame. I love Rick Spielman. He did all, a lot of our drafting through my, like, uh, I'd say, like, through the mid, mid-aughts and whatnot. Uh, he was our GM up until a couple years ago when we fired him and hired Quasi. So I trust uh, Rick Spielman implicitly. I think he's a, a star at finding people in the draft in late rounds. Stefan Diggs comes to mind. Uh, Adam Thielen comes to mind undrafted. Um, uh, Brother to Buckeye legend Chris Spielman. Yeah, there you go. That's true, too. And he's fit. Rick is fit, too. I really like him. And then they yeah. went and hired this dude. Um, wait, are you, hired, wait, wait, wait. Are, what is Spielman's role with the Commanders? They hired Rick Spielman and this dude from the Golden State That's who used what to I work with s- the Golden State Warriors to help find uh, their next. Okay, yeah. Um, to, to help find their next GM, which they did. Who hire they did? Today. That's what I was gonna. That's yeah. what I was confused Commanders, about. Go ahead. Commanders hired Adam Peters. Uh, yep. It's the first major hire in the Josh Harris area. This is per Mike Florio uh, mm-hmm. on NBC Sports. Um, a lot of people have reported it. Yeah, yeah. Ian Rappaport, NFL Media. I'm just telling you about the article I'm reading. Um, Schefter, I guess, too. But the new job for Peters is basically um, it's a job that will likely be dubbed President of Football Operations. Uh, Schefter characterized the new job for Peters as general manager. Um, mm-hmm. Given that the commanders still have a GM in Martin Mayhew, either Schefter is off or Mayhew is out. And this is per Mike Florio. So we will see what happens there. Um, I probably should have credited the dude from the Golden State Warriors, but I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, yeah. But I thought those were cool people to go after, to put your trust in, to find people to help build the next uh, the next era. And I, yeah. I, I thought that was cool. Um, I think the commanders have a lot of potential to do something really cool. Like, well, that's just, what I want to hit just, on. It is just sitting there. Like, just like this whole yeah. like, like new owner ready to inject something new. A fresh start on the franchise. Um, it would be really, really cool to see what they go and do. And I think they have a really high draft pick. Yes. So, firstly, um, one of the final two candidates for that GM or pre- president of football operations role that Adam Peters got was Ian Cunningham from the Bears, the assistant GM. He's um, received a lot of, I guess, requests to interview. He's a pretty hot commodity amongst the league. We'll see if he ends up getting a job. Um, the thing about the commanders is quite the opposite of the Panthers. They have the number two pick and they have six picks in the top 102, nine overall. 
Yeah. They have the most cap space heading into the offseason, over $75 million. They have lost the dysfunction factor from the previous ownership, and they're starting over, and they're entering into what appears to be potentially the best head coaching candidate pool I've seen in a very long time, which you is going to lead me to some yeah. criticism about the Bears um, remaining stagnant. Well, the with commanders need to fuck around. Go get Vrabel. Make, them, make themselves the new, the new Dolphins or something like like and, and you're and you're in the NFC, which is a lot go better. Go get Ben Johnson. So, go, go get a go get an offensive guy. Go get a really good uh, defensive guy. Go try to get Bill Belichick. There are so many options. Go get Harbaugh I'd, coming out of college. I'd like you have so many options. If I were them, and I would get one That'd of these quarterbacks smart. in a quarterback heavy draft, and yeah, I think that they have the opportunity to like uh, to like they could turn around in one year if they do this right. I think so. I mean, they neutered themselves greatly by getting rid of their two pass rushing defensive ends. Yeah, but um, get your money. Like they want it's, it's fresh blood, new blood. They're gonna have those to are do leftovers. Some turnover. Do you want to carry over like Chase Young and and uh, who's barely played his whole career from that different era? I understand Montez no. Sweat being the only player to get six with one team and six with another in the first. In, the in only the player same in NFL history to lead like, two teams what the in sacks. Fuck? Like what I love the that. Fuck? Yo, um, I looked at the Bears books in preparation for this to talk about the Bears. We are looking like, okay. Are we you transitioning think... to the Bears? No, 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 we're not. I'm we just can. saying. I'm, but like... I have nothing else to say about the Commanders. Okay, we'll transition to the Patriots. But I'm, well, when we get to the Bears, I did a little bit of research. And when, I, when I'm talking about these bottom feeder teams that didn't make the playoffs, the Bears are in the best position of all of them, in my opinion, um, based off of everything at our disposal right now. So, Next, we have the New England Patriots. The most important thing to note here is obviously Bill Belichick parting ways amicably with the organization and subsequently Gerard Mayo being promoted on that staff to the head coach, which I guess in their negotiations in the offseason, they had put in a clause to make him the successor, which led to him not getting any interview options to other teams and just getting promoted from within. This has been big news within the last few days. Obviously, Belichick, one of, if not the best coach of all time. Um, we had an entire upbringing of watching their their legacy like unfold in front of us with him and Tom Brady, with all of the great slot receivers, all of the great defenses. I'm, so, uh, we witnessed the greatest dynasty yeah. in in professional sports uh i mean i guess maybe that goes to the 90s bulls which we also witnessed but um it's 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 certainly the greatest football dynasty ever and 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 will be unmatched i don't think it's possible to ever match this especially not in the new era of like uh the way contracts are and everything else um it's a perfect storm the perfect storm belichick and brady um uh, literally fundamentally changed the game and it's not without um some scandal controversy uh, yeah there was spygate and there was uh there was um deflate gate um that 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 sort of thing but i don't think that's what history is going to remember in fact i know it's not i think that patriot haters will remember it and i think there are some nfl purists that will think about that and stuff but the fact of the matter is sign stealing the things that they did sign stealing uh i i that's something we're still dealing with mission got in trouble for it this year right like uh sign, something people do um i'm not condoning it but it's something people do deflate gate i don't give a flying fuck about deflate gate um fucking don't care at all 
fucking quarterbacks had been doing that same shit with their own game balls, beating them up, roughing them up, making them flatter. It's just that that's what the fuck they do. Roughing them up. That's just true. It's just true. Like I remember the quote from Brad Johnson and I've said it before, like talking about, you know, Super Bowl champion QB with the Buccaneers played for the Vikings in a nice era. Um, Washington as well. Like talking about like, that's what we would do. We would have our ball boys go fuck them up. Like, we, like he didn't say fuck them up, but we would have them go like, rough them up as much as possible and that's that's just a thing quarterbacks do so i don't give a flying fuck and also the game they got in trouble for where they measured the psi this is off memory was against the colts in a playoff game where they were blowing the fuck out of the colts like so that was an intense rivalry brady versus peyton yeah so whatever and you know we saw brady leave and that was that was what it was and we you know eulogized him so to speak even though he's alive and well belichick i will do that to an extent I, I think that he's the greatest coach in NFL history. I don't care if Don Shula has more wins in shorter seasons because Don Shula doesn't have six Super Bowls. Um, and I also won't do the eulogy thing because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to have a head coaching job very, very soon. That's That was uh, immediately going to be my question. Yeah, We've already hinted that this head coaching candidate pool is one of the best I've ever seen. You think he immediately gets a job? If so, do you have any idea? I... Am on the fence. I'm not sure if he does. I'm not sure if he wants to, but he's really hard to read because of his general nonchalance. Um, is there a team that's willing to take him on and give him control of roster decisions and drafting decisions? I don't know uh, that he wants so. to do that. I think I don't know so that he wants to do because that. he's a legend. Do you have any idea of a team that you think he would be a great fit for? Everybody's saying the Chargers. Everybody's saying the Chargers uh, because they think Bill wants to go somewhere with a franchise quarterback. Um, and people believe Herbert is that. I believe Herbert has potential to be that. Dude, um, could you imagine going from Mac Jones to Herbert? I mean, yes, he's seen Tom Brady's greatness and all, but it has to. It would be like going from regular black and white television to seeing color TV sets for the first time in your life. Like, a whole um, magical world of possibilities. Justin I Herbert talking- will put that ball anywhere, baby. I was talking about my I was talking to my sister last night and like uh came to the realization of like thinking of the quarterbacks that Bill was drafting post Tom and it's like G- Kevin O'Connell and Garoppolo just like these all the same guy they're just like yeah. these big strong jawed tall white guys that are like yeah. you know and it, and it works out and it's Herbert cool. certainly style. of yeah, that ilk it's that mold yeah. uh I think that but you know in my heart of hearts I would love it if uh the Raiders did something splashy uh, and went and got Bill. Bill coaching a fucking historic, another historic AFC franchise would blow my mind. The only thing that halted my thought process there was thinking about Bill Belichick in Vegas. It's not Oakland, it's Vegas. Yeah, uh, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's not the kind of place I would picture him living in full yeah, year round. I mean, because he'll be in, even he'll be living Henderson. In, He'll Which be living like by like Nick Cage's kinda. house or whatever, <laughs> like yeah. in fucking. He'll be living next to Mark Wahlberg, so he was not like he'll be on the strip. Well, but... I mean, de- desert living is certainly different than quaint Boston it's... living. Uh, w- the weather will probably be a lot better. New England, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Um, enough said about the the New England Patriots. They're in a in a situation where there's going to be a lot of change, and a lot of change is necessary for that roster. 
but they're in position I love to the either contingency snag. plan. Like I love that they put yeah. a contingency plan to hire. It's certainly a, a, interesting. A true blue patriot following like in, like oh my god, dude. Anytime People were talking get... up Vrabel being the the logical link there, but you don't really see these logical succession plans unless it's a legendary long tenured coach. I feel like it's really. But cool. either I've never way, seen anything like it. Yeah, like, it's, it's cool really, that it really is cool. a legacy player. I guess it kind of happened with Arians having Bulls set up to be successor. Uh, yeah. but not quite the same scale, of course, because, yeah. um, it's bill, but, um, it's cool. And I, when I heard the news this morning about Jared Mayo, I was like, that's weird. And then I like, I, you know, I, I breathed for a second and was like, this guy is a true fucking Patriot legend. He, he was born and bred in the Patriot way as a professional, um, went from being a captain to a, to a coach on the staff. Uh, this is Bill's guy, and this is Robert Kraft's guy, and this is uh, a new face and a young, fresh voice of fucking blackhead coach too. On, on yeah. at that, um, that can, Austin better can, give can, him love, dude. Well, they can he can do this thing, I think, which is very very unique and not something anybody was talking about as a possibility, uh, where he could be the bridging of the Patriot way, quote unquote. And the new generation yeah, the of new players generation. and stars, the new era, the where people can insist the that the Patriot way doesn't work anymore. And yeah, cool. he has the NFL experience, so reminds it is a cool of, situation. Reminds me very much of the Marcus Freeman uh, uh, hiring at Notre Dame, bringing in somebody completely like yeah. young Then he and found fresh, out that like, he was Fugazi shit. <laughs> I like him, but... Um, that, that guy me. has been talking crap about Ohio State, and Daddy does not like he. I'm wearing an Ohio State Columbia polo right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I apologize, but isn't he an Ohio State guy? Yeah. He I played linebacker right next to Laurinaitis, bro. Yeah. Those also, are my I guys, and we drafted him. The Bears drafted him in the fifth round. We we would move on after this, but on the note of Rabel, it's like I don't know why anybody would be knocking down themselves to go get him. I would. Like, really? Yeah, I, well, I he think he hasn't done good last four thing. years. Has we'll talk at least the last two or I'll three. I'll talk about it when I get to the Bears. Um, All right. So to go over a couple of these, not too much change has happened in Arizona, who are going to be slated with the fourth pick. Sticking they're going to Kyler. Keep, yeah, looks like they're going to stick with Kyler, which is against my preseason predictions. I thought they'd want to get away from that as quick as possible. They're in a very good position um, to ascend next year with two first round picks with. Kyler, um, you know, getting the vote of confidence. If this young coach, Jonathan Gannon, can spark the team. I'm very impressed by him. We made fun of him a lot. Got that fire in your gut. Stupid, but obviously he's got it. He's obviously got got it. it. I mean, they didn't do great this year. We didn't expect them to do great, but they we'll have a lot late. more to talk about they with won draft coverage. Against, they beat up on the fucking uh, – who they just beat up on? Everybody Eagles, beat the Who Eagles. was it? Everybody yeah, beat the Eagles. Still... The Eagles lost four or five to end the year, and we'll talk about it. Next we have the L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Brad's going to have a lot to say when we get him in here. We'll have to do it before he's unavailable to us for reasons that I won't specify, but he is a true blue hero for our country. He's a true blue hero and a patriot. But we'll get him on there to talk. We've already hinted that Bill Belichick might be a great fit at head coach here. Um, the main draw is obviously having Justin Herbert. Having that fifth overall pick is also going to be a feather in the cap to try to lure in good candidates. 
Harbaugh's been linked here. We'll see where they go. Their cap situation is more tricky than some of these other top five teams. So they're obviously going to have to make some changes from long-tenured, high-paid players. They're going to have to get rid of some guys and move on. But they have the they have the uh, cornerstone quarterback, and they have draft capital. They have all seven of their picks, if I'm not mistaken. Next, we have the Giants. There's um, obviously... The Giants are going to keep Dabble, even though he's got the reddest sideline face. Dabble? Dable. They moved on from Wink Martindale. I think Wink Martindale moved on from them, their defensive coordinator. I think he chose to leave. And we'll see what happens with them. Are they going to go up to get a quarterback? Are they going to stay with Daniel Jones since they obviously are paying him so much? Do they retain Saquon Barkley? I hope he becomes a bear. What do you have to say about the Giants? I saw that they're getting like denied by teams uh, to interview some people. They're trying to fill. I love uh, that teams can do that. No, no, (laughs) no, you can't. Um, They've been trying to interview people. They have a vacancy at special teams. Uh, I think the giants are in a really interesting spot following last year. Um, They made their bed by going with Daniel Jones over Saquon. I understand the business is the business. And I know we've talked a lot about that already on this show. We talked a lot that, about it in the off season. I, I think um, I think we're kind of just seeing uh, kind of a worst case scenario over there. Um, Daniel Jones has another prove it year. His whole career has been kind of a prove it year. Oh no! Um, if it isn't the consequences of my own decisions. Yeah, no shit, right? It's like, hey, does anybody if they know lose Dayball Saquon? I mean, I think he will. I think they will. Why would he want to stay there? Fuck that. Well, they like, can franchise tag him. It's it's affordable for running backs okay. and all that. But all like, right. well, if they can tag him, but I wouldn't want to stay there if I was him. No, I wouldn't either. Um, I think that they're not looking great in terms of all of these top ten teams that we're covering right now. I I don't think that their outlook is the best going into the off season. But we'll see where they go. They do have talent on the roster. Kayvon Thibodeau I mean, improved this year. He, buried in their division though like positively buried well i mean they're they're bottom scraps right now with washington and washington's in a better position to change so they're looking like they have the worst outlook in the hardest nfc division in my opinion yeah (laughs) yeah next we have tennessee titans they moved on from Vrabel, as we have hinted. One of the positives for them is a second-round pick, Will Levis, looks to be a guy they can potentially build around and might have some hope in going forward. I assume they move on from Tannehill. I assume they use this top-ten pick at number seven to probably get an offensive lineman. Skaronsky played pretty well for them last year. Or he was drafted last year in the first round, played pretty well this year. They still have some good pieces on defense. They'll probably move on from Derrick Henry. But I think some reasons for optimism for this team. Yeah, I mean, the Derrick Henry, like, it felt so weird to me to like, yeah, get talk the hot about it. We talked about to this. Get, to get the microphone at the end of the game. Like it was planned. Not going, it, right. Like, they're not going to the playoffs. They haven't fired Vrabel yet. And it's like this big, like, Derrick Henry saying goodbye. It, like, feels like he's retiring, or it feels like, uh, but I think he's just moving like on. There's the assurances. Yeah. Assurances. Yeah, that he's like not going to come back next year. Or, he's not, he's know. gone. He's gone. And he had I like, agree. I think he ran for like 150 that game too. Like he's, he's gone and that's okay. Like, that's okay. I, I don't think, um, I don't think, um, anyone's worse off too much there. Um, hopefully he's still got some gas in the tank, but Tennessee is having an identity crisis right now. 
um, and they need to shore up some other positions before they worry about uh, uh, their bruising King Henry, former yeah. king, the would-be king. <laughs> the would-be king. I don't know, man. <laughs> He's been a great watch for, like, ten straight years almost. Yeah, exactly, though, but I'm just saying, like, what's his, like, do you have his totals, like, like from the past not, few years? Not like, right where, now, yeah, like, but where has he been? I think he's, like, a, I think he's a perennial 1,000-yard guy, despite injuries every true. year, and he's been throwing people on the turf every year. He's got a highlight. I'm not trying I'm to just saying, knock him. I'm just you saying, gave I don't him think the fake crown. I think here. he earned the crown of King Henry. Five years ago, yeah. Have you seen his high school stats? Just curious. No, I seen them I haven't posted. seen his high school stats. No, it's like, it's one of those comical numbers, like, that people post on social media every once in a while. It'll come back up, like, just so you I remember. remember 900 yards against Metamora. Dude, no, like, he had, like, 9,000 yards and shit. Like, it's something like that. They're like, what madman allowed him to run for 300 300- attempts in a season in high school somebody put like, up the stat line of oklahoma versus texas tech baker's stats versus mahomes, mahomes yeah had like that almost game was 90 insane. pass attempts and it like, was like 500 versus for like, 600 yards no almost. mahomes was in like the 700s i'm pretty it was sure. crazy i remember yeah, that game like, i watched some of it I think. wild dude um may we super bowl rematch buccaneers chiefs let's go l- let me also say when we're talking about ridiculous high school stat lines they've been showing um Jake Browning for the Browns, they've been showing, or for the Bengals, pardon, they've been showing his high school stats, and they're also fucking ridiculous. All right, moving on, we have the Atlanta Falcons, heavily, heavily linked to the Chicago Bears, because people seem to think that they're either going to trade up to get a quarterback via a draft selection, or potentially trade with the Bears as a logical destination for Justin Fields, as a Georgia born and bred, um, you know, committed to Georgia out of high school. So, I think that that is a logical connection. I've been making it all season. They got rid of Arthur Smith, which I think was warranted based on how his offense performed with the investment that they've made in skill players. Falcons were a nightmare after a great draft. They were a nightmare to watch. Yep. Their offense should by no means ever look how it did this year with the amount of talent that they have brought in on it. I was singing about their draft. I was yep, singing me too. over it. I, I, I maintain that I still think... Bijan Robinson is the most talented player coming out of that draft. I yeah, still think somebody that. needs to unlock him. I mean, he had a great game. He had like an 80 yard touchdown in week 18. It was ridiculous. Just outran everybody. So this team is going to make big changes this year. We're going to let's see who they end up getting as a GM, but I definitely don't see them rolling into 2024 with either Ritter or Heineke as their starting quarterback. I just don't see. I think it's going to be who a would rookie. want to. Yeah, who would and if they to? can't trade like, up, aren't they're there gonna like, get like six quarterbacks that could go first I was round this just year. Just about to say that like, if they if they can't get into the top two QB situation, or if they don't get a Justin Fields, if we keep him and they don't trade up, they're gonna go for Jaden Daniels out of LSU. They're gonna go if they have to. They're gonna go for the fourth guy, which is gonna be McCarthy from Michigan or Penix from Washington, or maybe Bo Nix, who's like twenty eight from. Oregon, I see them getting a quarterback no matter what. Any closing thoughts on Atlanta before we move on to the Bears? No, very intriguing and in flux. I think Fields would be a very interesting fit there, uh, and they could go run game crazy with him and Bijan. So, if we um, get rid of Fields, one of the only people I know in the league that could make uh, like those Atlanta uniforms work well, like Bijan does too, Pitts does too, but like. They're rough uniforms. They're real video game uniforms. But Fields is a video game quarterback. I love him. Yep. 
So going into the Bears, the Bears close out the season with a brutal loss to the Green Bay Packers. Pretty ugly. I really, and this was coming off of our best game against Atlanta, a, a game that we may have sealed the deal for Arthur Smith in his coaching tenure. Um, also important to note before, there was a situation in Week 18 where Jamie's Winston audibled a kneel down play on the goal line and gave a touchdown to their running back, and Jamal then at, Williams to Jamal Williams. Subsequently, at the handshake to culminate the game, Arthur Smith pops off to Dennis Allen saying it was fucking bullshit. So why um, the fuck did you do that, man? Yeah. Why the fuck did you do that, man? It, that might have actually been what him. sealed his fate. I, I get him. it. It was it was poor sportsmanship. It's bullshit. But he also looked pretty soft in the moment. And then after, in the locker room, did you see the interview with Jamie's Winston? It was comical. Did you watch it? Yeah, I did. He said... He's like, I explained to the, the, he's like, no, Dennis Allen called a kneel down, but I explained to him that it was a team decision. To, yeah. to me. And I'm like, what? So, and oh, then he's, cool. He's like, you don't have but your what do you room. think? That's great. He's like, but what do you think? To the reporter, the reporter's like, what do I think? My opinion? I think that you shouldn't have done that. That was bad sportsmanship. He was like, okay, well then you said it. You're against the whole team then. And I'm like, Jamie's, you're literally the funniest man alive. Like, you are so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, he's something. I don't know. I'm not Quite a big a fan, but uh, yeah, I mean that looks. It makes Dennis Allen oh, look bad. Don't twice get it twisted. Because I think it was a terrible. He looked thing like for... a dickhead with the and fake it looks like he doesn't have his locker room under control. Uh, no, I exactly. get it. Cool, but you have no control over an outside perspective. So funny to watch. It was funny. Fine. <laughs> it was so funny to watch. Fine. Because I don't like the Saints, and also I don't care about the Atlanta very much, but. Getting on to the Bears, there's going to be a lot of conversations in future podcasts. It's going to dominate. Suck, dude. Dude, the Bears, for the next, for the second year in a row, the draft runs through the Bears. Not only do we have the number one pick again in one of the most lopsided trades ever with the Panthers, we also have the ninth pick. So we have two top ten picks. We already have a talented, if not very... Um, productive quarterback on our team. Not often do teams have the number one pick with a young talent already in place on an affordable contract who could be the guys potentially. Like if we were picking three or four, we wouldn't be talking about Caleb Williams. The fact that we're there is why this is such a debate right now, which we lucked into. However, we got rid of Luke Getze, much needed. We got rid of all of our offensive staffers except for the O-line coach and the tight end coach, which I thought was weird because if you're going to bring in a new OC, you're going to tell them you have to keep these guys. That doesn't jive in my brain and how those transitions with staff work. We kept Eberflus, which I'm very against because, in my opinion, if he was a candidate in this head coaching pool, I don't think Eberflus would even be in the top five like requests. I think he would be like one of the last guys. He would be a defensive coach hiring in this cycle. So why does he get to stay and retain as the head coach? He gets to reap the benefits of tanking for two years. And now we're going to give him the, the potential opportunity to draft a number one quarterback. Let me, it only makes sense if we keep Justin Fields in my opinion, but a lot of people for some reason are saying this telegraphs that we're taking a QB at one. You give me your take, and then I'll give I, closing thoughts on the Bears. I said the Bears suck just to piss you off. Uh, the Bears actually impressed me this year, um, especially down the stretch. Eberflus deserves to keep the head coaching job. The Bears, you say tank job, won seven fucking games, didn't they? 
Like Seven. the Bears aren't are, the Bears are like tied with the Vikings. Like it was a two um, it was a two year rebuild that started with a tank. This was so, okay. I hear you. I hear you. But to I come out of that season, the guy that, that to come out of that season with Badgett playing in the middle, with being Bajent. an absolute laughing stock of the of the NFC North for a second, and still squeaking out with seven wins and putting up uh, some some stuff on defense and stuff. Remarkable no, I don't. I don't. On defense. I don't get rid of Eberflus after that. No, sir. Let I me think say it's this though: bad form to move on from the other coordinators a little because now if you do stay with Fields, what is it? His third or fourth OC? Yeah, um, it's fine if you get a rookie because it's his first one. He's learning, and maybe it works out. I also think Eberflus stays because clearly and reportedly his players like him, and that is not an easy thing to pull off in the NFL. It really isn't. These guys are playing for their livelihood. These are grown-ass men that are about their shit, that are providing for their family and trying to make as much bread as they can before their bodies give out on them and stuff. Like, that is a hard thing to be a leader of men. And also, to be a head... Like, and they, people were talking about this with Belichick and people coming in and stuff and the state of coaching. Like, a lot of times, you don't even make as much money as your players. Like, your best players. You know what I'm saying and stuff? It's a weird... There's a weird job dynamic I as won't a professional in sports. That, so if you can earn your the love of your team, especially when your team has been bad, it's nice. It's a, it's a good point. Two points on that, though. One of the things that Ryan Pulse said for, like, why he's sticking with Matt is that how he, like, um, righted the ship and he was consistent and he kept every the locker room together through the turmoil of the early season. But I don't want... A lot of turmoil, man. I don't want this coaching staff to get praise for handling the turmoil that they self imposed he hired those people alan williams was his guy that he brought from yeah. indianapolis like this was all self-imposed there's that and then the second thing is self-imposed yep well that was from ryan poles mostly but it's still self-imposed though and then like obviously Iberflus couldn't control him um whatever i think that the team does love him but it almost comes off to me as less of a respectful love like this is our genius coach that we look up to and more of like Ah, uh, he's the lovable idiot. That's what it seems like to me. He seems like a lovable idiot coach. He talks yeah. in coach speak. He talks in acronyms. He doesn't ever say anything. He says the same shit all the time. Why did we? Why do we lose the games at the end? Oh, we just didn't finish in two minutes. It's never X's and O's. It's never strategy. It's never adapting at the half. It's all. It's always like we run a very very simple defense. I need you to run really really hard. And I need you to go for the ball really hard. It's it's never outside of the box thinking. It's old school thinking. All I'm saying is when we're sitting with the number one pick going into the offseason with the top 10 cap situation with all of the, the options we have at quarterback, it sucks that we're going to just stay the course with this guy who's not going to elevate. It doesn't look like it looks like he's the same dude the Bears have always gone with. You had a shot to really get a good like outside of the box game plan thinker especially a young offensive coach and you're gonna stay with this doofus in my opinion that's literally where we're at well you're the fan so i respect your opinion i don't agree i don't agree i i and i think that i don't i won't take what he's saying in in press conferences and what we're getting like uh him sitting in front of a mic as his personality and stuff i have watched where an There's infinite a wor- amount of I'm, Matt Eberflus content. I'm just telling you. His interviews, that... his behind the scenes. He's the same dude all the time. It's just what? coach speak. That's all he is. That's all, all I'm right. saying. And that could be fine. But I always thought that he was the guy you brought in to be a blockhead to get the fucking culture going and get everyone playing hard. And then 
after you tanked for two years, you bring in the guy that knows what he's doing to win you games. I always thought to he was the fall man. Team, I literally thought he was the fall man. To convince that team to keep fighting this year is an absolute testament. Because you had nothing right. to live for and no reason to play that hard. Admirable. It is admirable. Is is it is it a reason you should Seven keep wins? a guy with all of yes. these candidates out there and he deserves what to What are pick. all of these candidates and why are they going to go to the Bears? Like maybe you stick because with your guy. we have so many things. We have a you great Harbaugh, youngest. In- Harbaugh maybe because he was a Bear. But Harbaugh. Want, like, I mean, like, I don't okay. want him, but Bears okay. fans want I mean, him. I guess you'd take him. You would take Harbaugh. I, I get think, it. I would take him. I think Vrabel has a better resume than Eberflus, and he's a defensive guy. Dan Quinn's got a Eberflus better resume than Eberflus. has been coaching for two years. Yeah. He's been a head coach for two years. Of course Vrabel has a better fucking resume. And Dan Quinn's got... Exactly, Luke. So why, if we have all these eligible candidates, are we sticking with a guy Build who's a culture. 10 games Build a culture. Be patient. After you've just, like, moved on quick from really shitty coaches, I would take Eberflus over Tressman and fucking whoever your last fucker was combined. I can't even remember his name. We'll like, see. Matt Nagy. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. All I'm saying is... We had the, Did Matt Maggie ha- total seven wins in his time there. Yeah, we went to the playoffs his first year. Whatever. He had an eleven win season too. Um, Whatever. All I'm saying is we had the chance to do some radical changes and really set us up for the future this off season. And it looks like kind of just doing the same shit we always do. And a huge criticism from Bears fans is they never line up the GM, head coach, and quarterback ever. Somebody of those three is always a lame duck every year. No matter what. So if you draft Caleb, you have the potential that Eberflus is the lame duck head coach heading into the next year. And then you can him. And then you got to restart after a year with Caleb. Yeah, that's true. That's what a lot of people are saying. Also, like if he's already on the hot seat, what offensive coordinator wants to come and potentially be with a lame duck head coach? A lot of people are saying that. We can move on because the next team, a little less football talk, a little more um, Pat McAfee show talk. So we have the Jets here slated with the 10th pick. All I really nice. want to talk about is this bullshit from the Pat McAfee show. So can Go what do you it. All right. Have at it. <clears throat> so over the last few weeks Aaron's been on the Pat McAfee show for his Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays. Going on there and the most important thing to know is AJ Hawk prompted him about like the Epstein list. Aaron made a fucking stupid comment about like, yeah, I guess there's going to be a lot of names on it. I'm waiting to pop a bottle in anticipation. And, you know, there's a lot of people who don't want to see that list come out, including Jimmy Kimmel. So then that prompted Jimmy Kimmel to lash back on social media and in a monologue where he talked shit about Aaron Rodgers intelligence and a lot of other things threatened to sue him. This is two individuals under the Disney umbrella, the Disney entertainment industry umbrella. So obviously not a good look of the infighting within that. Then you have Pat McAfee giving a half-ass apology where he plays victim like he always does and does his woe is me shit. Like he's just there to be a change up in the industry. Everyone's after him, blah, blah, blah. He's insufferable. Then you have like, another ESPN individual in a high up position, like issuing an apology saying it was a dumb comment that everyone knew in the moment. This leads us to Rogers coming back onto the Pat McAfee show where he goes in on conspiracy theories straight out of Fox news for like 45 fucking minutes straight. 
It's just conspiracy theories railing against Anthony Fauci. It's a bunch of 2020 shit. What the fuck are we doing when it's 2024 and we're still talking about this stuff? He's complaining about mask mandates. It's insufferable to listen to. So I knew it then. I'm like, all right, well, ESPN is not letting that happen. He's fucking done. You had speculated that that would be the end of Pat McAfee. Aaron Rodgers giveth, Aaron Rodgers taketh. This I feel led it could be. Yeah, I feel this it could be. The next day, Matt or Pat McAfee says that Aaron Rodgers Tuesdays are done for the season, like I thought would happen. And then they had Aaron on the next day to talk football shop. So it's like, whatever. These geniuses are going to keep doing whatever they want to do. They obviously have the audience to keep doing this shit. I think yeah, that it's the dollar bill Disney likes money. Disney likes money. I love Disney. I love spending my money on Disney and they love me spending my money. Look, on Disney. man, uh, and obviously, and they gave McAfee a bag. Yep. Dude. And like, a the lot narrative of ESPN was, people are gone. Right. The narrative that exists is we hired all of these names at ES or we fired all these people at ESPN that had been here for a while. So we could back the money, up, money truck up to Pat McAfee's show, which feels so Wayne's world. Like it feels so they just took his studio and then made it the studio set. Like we're looking in on Wayne's basement. Only You're hundred percent right. Basement. Like, Except they so were okay weird. with it. Yeah. Yeah. They were fully like, okay with yeah. it while also yeah. leaning into the fact that they're quote unquote, not okay with the institution. And we're actually agitators and we're the cool guys and we're doing things the right way. No, you guys have made all of the things that you touch un- insufferable and unwatchable. In my opinion, if you're still an Aaron Rodgers commentary and a Pat McAfee commentary fan at this point, it's like least common denominator guys who lose parlays on the weekends type shit whatever i guess they have an audience it's not going to be me and i don't want to keep talking about aaron Rodgers, dude but i have first take gets over and mcafee comes on i can't turn it off fast enough (laughs) and and i'm happy for the fans i'm happy if they like it it just like yeah it reminds me of like a bunch of fleshy 38 year olds barking like dogs for three hours but do you remember the kids in our high school parking lot that had the huge trucks Yes. And like they sat out in there and like li- like talked and really loud and listened to music really loud and were annoying. The kind of kids that had to really watch what they said so they didn't say something that would get them quote unquote canceled because they're they <laughs> well, actually not in our do want to say I that. I don't shit. think anybody and by I don't the way, think anybody watched what they said in our hometown. They complain about getting canceled, Aaron Rodgers and Pat McAfee. Dude, you have a weekly appearance on the biggest sports. You're not getting canceled. We talk about you constantly. Shut the I fuck up. I think we're up. watching I, I'm fine. Ugh, whatever. I, I, here's the thing that you, about Rodgers. You shouldn't just – you shouldn't take any of it all that seriously because now it's just like – I don't know. It just feels like a, we're watching a midlife crisis or something. And um, Yeah. It's frustrating. Yep. Uh, and it's going to be even worse. I just – I don't know, man. I hope for his sake – and his sanity that he does come out and ball next year because I don't know what kind of collapse we'll witness if he gets hurt again or doesn't play well or who he'll point fingers at or who he'll call a pedophile next or don't care like he's just bored he like, sucks I don't know. he's just fucking bored dude I think he's just bored we yeah. can move on oh Jets are one of the Vikings home opponents Vikings have um uh, released all of our opponents for next year and We're we want to get London. to a home game yeah, bikes are in London. Bears are in London. I want to yeah. get to a. My mom insists we go back Talk. to Minnesota for a, for a game next year. So I would love to see Vikes. Tell me, awesome. next up is is Minnesota Vikings, and you okay. talk about them while I step away for a second. This is gonna be such a long episode. Yeah, it's okay. Um, Good, you tell me about uh, it. 
the state of the Vikings, where to begin? Uh, the season ended pretty unceremoniously. We actually did have an outside shot at the playoffs, which, uh, you know, made the end of the season very fun to watch in terms of, wow, these games mean something, but made it very frustrating to watch in that we just couldn't string it together uh, trying to plug in our different quarterbacks. Um, losing Kirk early on was a big nail in the coffin. And even still, we had a, a, a window to get in. So I commend the team. I commend the staff. Uh, I commend Justin Jefferson for being out seven weeks and still having a 1,000-yard receiving season. Um, and here's where we're at. Like uh, Kirk Cousins has played the good guy now publicly. Uh, he's always the good guy. I love Kirk, but he's played the good guy and basically made it known that at least publicly he, that financial bullshit isn't really as important these days to him uh, at this point in his career. That's nice. That's basically saying I would come back on another one year and try to make this happen for Minnesota is what that says to the media. Quasi and um, KOC have both said the nice stuff in in the media that yeah i mean we'd love to have kirk back and stuff i don't buy it um i don't believe in my heart of hearts that these guys these young dudes after two years with this team uh one or two years of this team two years um want to stick with a quarterback in their mid-30s for a fucking huge check again in my opinion it's huge like we we had what we break them off with last year one year 32 million or something like Mm -hmm. um they're big they're big chunks when it's a quarterback heavy draft when we could easily swoop in and get i mean i think you could roll the dice on two or three of these guys and and, and, and they want to make their mark uh, there there are reports from people i respect that talk football that quasi tried to trade up a lot of capital to get anthony richardson last year which clues me in to the mindset that he has. I think he will do whatever he so can I'm to right. get one of these QBs. Yes. Oh, it's nice 100%, 100%, 100%, uh, I think it's nice to, to feel right. And I don't, I don't blame them. I would want to do that. If we were these two young bucks, I mean, they are two a young GM and a young head coach trying to make their mark. Kirk cousins is not there as he's twice inherited. Yep. Uh, Spielman Spielman uh, got, made the Kirk cousins thing. And thank God he did. It has been wonderful for our franchise. And I love Kirk cousins so damn much. I think that it would make more sense for both parties if Kirk went and had a nice one, two year deal with another team who has some pieces. He chooses where he wants to go and has a great time. It breaks my heart because I love him, but I want to see something new too. I don't want to rely on a quarterback that just tore their Achilles and is at this age and stuff. When there are these options and there's potential there, I, I don't, that's what the old Vikings would do. Uh, that's the Vikings of my youth. Um, and we need to, to go and grab somebody. Um, I know that Rick Spielman that did the deal with Cousins also was going to move up to get Fields if possible. Like, was going to try and draft Justin Fields. Like, we've been wanting to do this, and I think it's time. Uh, Jaden Daniels would be my preference. Um, but Fields I would, is available. Um, I, would, I, would take, I would take any of them. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think the Vikings need to break off whatever fucking chunk Justin Jefferson asks for. Yes. I think we need to try our damnedest. To reset the market. I think we need to try our damnedest to uh, keep Brian Flores unless unless he takes a head coaching job somewhere. Um, they need to do I it think, before uh, Jamar Chase gets paid, or else you're going to pay more I, than Jamar pays. I Chase. think Demo- I think Daniil Hunter's gone, which is a bummer. Yeah. I think Harrison Smith may retire. 
I think is going to be a soft. Actually, not that soft. I you think know what I'm not the, hearing the though. Is gonna I'm happen. not hearing a lot of interview requests for the defensive coordinator. It seems like you may be able to retain him and keep that so. going. That'd be really clutch. So. That'd be clutch. Yeah. Yeah, and guess what? A quarterback that gets to walk in to having TJ Hawkinson and Justin Jefferson in a quarterback-friendly offense from KOC, not a bad landing spot for whoever shows up. There, it, it's good. It, it sounds good, and so me, I hope that's what we do. I think you guys have reasons for optimism. I think your head coach is shown to be talented and adaptable. I have been questionable about Quasi, and we'll see where he goes with this. Um, I trust Quasi. What do you think about? you know, lauding this tight end coming back who already played like fine China. Now he's coming back off of an injury. He's going to play even softer. He's going to be falling down. Tight end through have his more, did any tight end have more catches than TJ Hawkinson this year? No, I only, no, he's incredibly talented. I only say that because we love to talk crap about how the dude falls down after he touches the ball. He's TJ so, Hawkinson he plays does like make a fine catch. China. He plays like fine he catches, China. He'll catch almost everything, but he will go down like a Family Guy character falling down the stairs. Yeah. Like, like a, like a <laughs> sack of potatoes. Bad. Like a sack it's of bad. potatoes. <laughs> yeah. I and love him to death. He's really good. I love him to death. He looks like a caveman um, with no balance. I love him very, very much. I think we need to figure out running back, and I hope we retain Cam Akers. And uh, uh, he's healthy because I, I really like what he's doing. And I love, contract. I love the way Chan- Ty Chandler was playing. Ty Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Uh, for dude, us dude madison good. i love to death he is not a starting back in the nfl he's not and honestly god damn I, I wish we could have dalvin cook back and i hope he wins a super bowl with the ravens yeah his brother's been killing it for the bills by the way i was totally right about uh, addison i was right about him from like i love early addison season. thank you i'm so sorry i didn't even say addison he's my boy he's my special boy i haven't taken off that jersey you got me like all year i wore addison to vegas i wore it to chicago i, I wore it every everywhere man it's I love him. He's really been a treat. Mm. Love it when you get a young, talented wide receiver. Must be nice We're to pretty, have two The of Vikings them. are pretty good at yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love for the Bears to find a way to get Marvin Harrison Jr., dude. If we could maybe... The number one thing that I would... By the way, almost all of the Buckeyes didn't declare. Like, almost all of our defensive players announced they came back, which is kind of cool. Like love both, Ryan Day. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. They must, them. but they must. Oh no, they do. I say I don't though. Okay, so let we're taking a little bit. Let's burn through the rest of these um, non-playoff Sorry. teams. We no, you're good. We talked about both of our teams in length. We needed to. The Denver Broncos slated at number twelve. Obviously, they're going to look to get rid of Russell Wilson potentially by even cutting him based on how they handled the end of the year with benching him to keep him healthy so that they can't get injury guarantees. It was very scummy, but multiple teams have done that. That happened to Derek Carr at the end before he got jettisoned to the Saints. So obviously big time ownership group took over. They got the big time coach. They're going to look to shake things up. I could see them trading for a QB. I could see them being very bold. You had comments from uh, Sean Payton talking about how Caleb Williams was a generational quarterback early in the season and when he was commentating. So I could see them being a potential trade candidate. They may not have all the draft capital they like, or they're going to be you know, coming back and rebounding off of all that capital they sent to get Russ in the first place. Terrible trade. Um, they don't have the brightest outlook, but they played well. bad trade. Yeah, they played well to end the season and through the middle after you know, a slow start. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders who we've talked about quite a bit. 
it seems that the hope from pretty much everybody in the world is that Antonio Pierce gets that job. The team loves Crosby him. Crosby included. Yeah. Like Crosby t- tweeted today that he wants to like, what do you do? What the fuck do you do if you're, if you're Davis? I mean, Davis doesn't care about being inflammatory, so I guess it doesn't matter. But what do you do if it's you and like your whole team's rallying around this guy that I don't think I would hire as the as the head coach with all these candidates available. I wouldn't stick with the interim. I, I'm all about team building, and I just went on that rant about the team liking you. It's not the same as Eberflus, who was like vetted and hired through a long process, as opposed to a dude that was just there because you haven't got it right at head coach. I guess. I think it could also be spun that you got a guy that rallied the locker room and got them winning towards the end of the year. You got the defense playing well and you got the team playing hard, most importantly, and it's gift wrapped to you right there that you don't even have to look too far. You don't have to make a decision that could let people down because no one's going to fault you if you keep him. Here's what's up. After he put that game up on the Chargers, I'm fine if he gets a fucking six-year contract. I'm just saying that I would like to see Davis get fucking splashy, hire Belichick, and Max Crosby's the, mad, and you operating. send him along to the Bears to get the Bears pick, mm. and then you draft Caleb Williams, and you fucking Davis, mm. who's flashy like his dad was flashy, hires Bill Belichick, the greatest football fucking mind of all time. You go draft Caleb Williams, this historic fucking thing, and and then you did you did what you're supposed to do. You think Devontae Adams isn't gonna be happy to get fucking Caleb Williams? Like you think uh you think that people aren't gonna get excited? Like I, I know who I would pick. Like it, it just if the seems Bears like trade the you have all the pick. money in the world. They have all the money in the world. Yeah. They're paying John Gruden still. They are paying McDaniel still. I'm gonna just hire go ahead and stop people. you right there. Reports are that he has the least money of all the owners. I don't know about that. I I've mean, if he does, that. I know he can afford it. I know he can afford uh, it. Well, maybe. Um, I get where you're coming from. All of these things make sense. In my brain, when I'm projecting potential trades for the number one pick, my mind always goes to the Raiders. Um, there's like a cluster of teams that I think would trade up, but I have Link. In, in my head, I've linked them and Max Crosby being part of that trade many times. I think the NFL wants it bad, too. The NFL wants the fucking Vegas Raiders to be Well, they a, want him to have runner. a big-time face, too. It's I, I would say Caleb Williams would be a Vegas-type guy. Beautiful. He was a Beautiful. commercials, USC, Heisman Trophy winner. All right, now we have another team I don't like, New Orleans. What will they do? They kept their head don't coach. Care. I don't, don't care. care. Yeah, I don't care too much. I do. Yeah, the cap situation's ridiculous. They don't have a logical um, franchise guy. They have a They've lame got three duck. quarterbacks, and yeah. one of them's Taysom, and they're all being paid too much. That's yeah. what it is. So it's they're just rough, their outlook is not great. You know, they they're not bad enough to get a good pick. They're right at fourteen, right on the better side of the halfway point. So. Just not a, a great... wonderful fan base. Feel bad for him. You you're in one of the coolest cities in the country. Dude, D's going to visit on Mardi base. Gras. Yeah, that's great. Taylor, for her 31st, Taylor's a Halloween baby, so her golden birthday is this year when she turns 31, so we're going to go to New Orleans. That sounds awesome. Everybody's oh my invited. God. I come, would, come along. Pump. I would eat so much. Eat some gumbo, Cajun baby. Food. Eat some beignets. Ugh. Okay, next we have Indianapolis. Coffee and beignets every morning when we're all hungover. Beignets. Imagine. I would love that. Yeah. All right, Indianapolis in a better position. They played hard under their first-year head coach. They rebounded off of the Frank Reich tenure. Their offensive line rallied and played better than under Frank Reich. You have a promising young QB coming off of IR 
and a backup QB who righted the ship and played well the whole year. Almost took Minshew, him to the playoffs. Yes, they were very close to making the playoffs, and Minshew played admirably. So I think that though they have like a middle first or a middle pick in all of the rounds, they're still looking like their outlook is bright. They have Jonathan that Taylor team succeeded in spite of their GM making their life horrible every week. Yeah. And weird shit. There was like a press release about him having a severe respiratory illness. So I heard about that because he had to cancel his band show in LA. So you hear about that? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, it's so funny. I got an actual email about going to see the band for free because it was in LA. So I like, I think it was like from Ticketmaster or somebody I'd bought stuff from before. But yes, I hope Jim Irsay feels better. Obviously, I don't wish illness on the man, um, but I think he has been frustrating to say the least uh, in in the stuff he's said and done. The Seattle Seahawks are next. One of the teams that barely missed the playoffs. That's a unique situation because Pete Carroll is now stepping away as head coach. It seems like organization basically told him that like, hey, buddy, uh, getting a little uh, long in the tooth. Maybe it's our best to move on. So we'll see what happens if he, you know, ascends into like a different, more organizational role, not as well, the head. That that is what's going on. Is like that what's he, going, yeah? That, the I didn't know if that was his is he's still in. No, I, well, I believe it's fact. I don't know. I guess, but I thought the report is that he is still working for the Seahawks in a different role. I think he just said today that he is open to coaching. So I feel like it means he could bounce if he wanted to maybe they were just politely firing him um but i wouldn't count bro i would take him in a navy i would take him in a navy and orange air monarchs on the sideline every run up and down the field i don't want to see chucking the ball vikings fuck that what a team builder um they're they're in an okay situation they have some young talent they have some established talent i think that they have an admirable job opening the bears immediately requested an interview with their oc shane waldron i think that would be a good uh guy to go after he's they've had good game plans on offense and it was shane waldron's offense that rejuvenated the um the career of uh geno smith couldn't think of his name so impressive uh we shouldn't we shouldn't understate pete carroll and what he's done uh super bowl fantastic fantastic coach at the collegiate level fantastic coach at the nfl level destroyed ohio Um, state when he coached at usc used to fuck notre dame up too fucking Um, so many first round quarterbacks came from there mm -hmm. it was amazing so what a legacy uh, orchestrated like a lot of important football of our youth uh, for sure, and into our mid adulthood because um, I know in college he was getting that ring for the Seahawks and would have had another yep. had he just chose to run Marshawn. Yeah, and, not and th- dude, you know, so he may have single handedly demolished more sticks of gum than any human being of all time. Always chomping. He loved that juicy gum fruit. The... Ugh. All right, we have two more teams that miss the playoffs, and then we will get into the picks for the playoff, but also coverage of the teams as well. But that'll be lumped together. So next we have Jacksonville. This is a team I kind of want to talk about for a second because the last podcast we had, which was weeks ago, I floated the idea that maybe 
Trevor Lawrence might not be that good, and he might not be that good right now or overall. And I said, and, sh- and I said yeah, you shut up. You shut you up. Said, you said that, and then honestly, yeah. he did not. I think I've had a pretty yeah. good finger on the pulse of the league this you year. You disproved me, obviously, um, as as noted by your win in the pick battle this year. I think it was 174 to 156. You don't at think. The, you have it tattooed the, on your inner thigh. At the end of week 18, Um, no, you I'm know. correct, and Luke got mathematically eliminated, so the playoffs are null and void. But we're still going to pick because it's fun um every dog has his day doesn't it here's the thing about jacksonville (laughs) the quarterback got absolutely beat to a pulp this year multiple injuries got bent back like gumby he played very poorly (laughs) there they a couple years back i was critical of their off-season spending when they went and they handed a chunky to Zay Jones, to Christian Kirk, and to a whole bunch of players. Now, that did pay immediate dividends, and they did look good the next year. And Trevor Lawrence looked to be the only quarterback of the five in his draft class first round that was actually playing well. But now, heading into 2024, they have fell short of expectations. Lawrence looks beat up, maligned, and not playing well. And now they're like well over the cap, and their cap situation is all fucked up. So this is a team that doesn't have a high draft pick that has a lot of questions and is falling short of expectations in a bad division, might I add. So I'm not sure that they look great going forward. I think that they're going to have to ask themselves hard questions. I wouldn't move on from Lawrence. I still think he has the talent, but you've got to start getting things right around there. You've got to find ways to win. You can't be losing in a division that's shit. Hey, I'm scared. And I agree that, uh, Lawrence made me look bad after I defended him so vehemently uh, a few weeks back. Back in, but that was that was 2023, Luke. Back you know, again. 2024, Luke is a different animal. Bum, He's bum, ready to bum, move bum, on from bum, Kirk bum, Cousins. Bum, bum, bum. 2023, Luke would have never said that. You wouldn't have. You've you've had 2023, Luke would have never said it. Luke Luke hiked up of a fucking hill like three times, and now he's a changed man. It's simply crazy. He's taken a I'm page really, out of his old heroes. I'm really book. trying to change up my year. I'm like doing everything <gasps> I can to like just change up my mental state. I had a weird realization. I'm like, have I been like just asleep for four years? Like I oh. had that weird realization the other day, and I'm like, Eesh. do you remember I when I was? talking that to road. you about like my whole year of grad school where i felt like i wasn't even living real life and i was just on autopilot hmm. yeah you it's know. like did i di- did i just like only wake up four years after my dad passed away am i like am yeah. i like li- am i like living back in reality feet on the ground feel weird anyways football so cincinnati Bengals. um yeah we're all <laughs> we're struggling we're struggling <laughs> Yeah. I'm hiking, man. Yeah. I'm healthy this year. Yeah. I'm not drinking I'm not drinking nearly as many IPAs. Yeah. I'll have a few. I'll have a few. Uh, All right. 2024 Luke and Aiden. Cincinnati. I'm not making Aiden, any tap back in, baby. Tap okay, back I'm in, back. Baby. Oh, I'm back. All right, dude. The <laughs> Bengals are gonna get Joe Burrow back next year. That's their resolution for 2024. Will they be able to retain T. Higgins and pay both Burrow and Jamar Chase, I think you guys, as the Vikings, need to pay Justin Jefferson as soon as possible because whoever gets paid first, the other one's going to get paid more between him you and Jamar I Chase. Want? I want to pay him whatever, and then after Jamar Chase gets paid, then I want to go pay JJ more. That's what that's I want to do. Hilarious. I just want to. I just want to keep matching it every time somebody gets a bag. That's how. He's, that's how good I feel about Justin Jefferson. I get it. He's a very lovable guy. Um, I heard Justin Jefferson was the most handsome wide receiver in the NFL. No, I heard people say that. I heard people say it. I heard people say that. 
I I think that like it's like imagine if you had Randy Moss, but Randy Moss wasn't like inflammatory yeah. <laughs> all the time. And so I'm really excited. Bengals are in a good position if they can figure out how to keep their quarterback healthy, if they can keep investing in their offensive line. Um, they have the eight. Burrow is literally well. about to be like uh like a, a fucking Frankenstein project soon. Like he's by, about by, to like, become two- Darth Vader. Another year of injuries, dude, and it's he's just gonna be a corpse. I, Unbelievable I power, Burrow, I but barely even human dude. anymore. Just an android. Yeah, no, no sense of the force in his fingers. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I I love him so much, and I think he's. I'm just fantastic. I just think his career, and I I do this every year. It's all out of fear. It's all out of fear. When and, and I come I'm, and I'm often wrong. I just don't want Burrow. I don't know. I'm just As so we've seen, any 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 and all quarterbacks can get hurt, man. Any and all. Yeah. Almost all of them got yeah. hurt. All right, let's Anybody talk. can get it, but they've never done anything to help Burrow not get hurt every year. I mean, I know they can't fix his appendix. They've tried, to, sakes, they've but... tried to invest in their offensive line, but not all of those are paying off. All right, let's talk playoff football. All of these teams are in the playoff. Have we, we gone are... through 32 teams? Wow. No, no. we're going to cover the rest of the playoff teams now while we're talking big games. So, heading into Wild Card Saturday weekend, we have the first matchup, Cleveland Browns at Houston Texans. This is a great matchup because you have a team that managed to weather the storm with an old gray beard quarterback in Joe Flacco who rested the final week of the season. And you have the young, ascending, D'Amico Ryans-led Houston Texans with a offensive rookie of the year, C.J. Stroud, who's absolutely balling. I think the the Browns are looking nothing but up heading into next year, but that doesn't even matter because they're in the playoffs right now. The Browns have a lot of questions going forward, but they played good defense, and Joe Flacco has distributed the ball downfield enough to keep them winning games in a competitive division, where Cincinnati almost snuck in. So in this matchup, I have Cleveland beating Houston in a great game where, where C.J. Stroud gives it his all, and we're still going to um, applaud that oh, team for what they accomplished. So you're talking about both teams while you do picks. Yes. That's pretty cool. You're good. You're good at this. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I have nothing but nice things to say about Houston. I've been on the Stroud train since, he started, uh, since the season. I was not on the Stroud train. At Ohio uh, State. Up in – no, nor during the draft. Like I, I thought that you I thought, thought he, he was cocky. goofy shit. I thought he seemed cocky, and and guess what? He he can be because he's phenomenal. Um, and I'm a I'm a big fan, and I'll never not be a big fan now. Flacco, I love me some Flacco. Doesn't it almost seem like like some sort of like Old Testament fable <laughs> or something where like the Browns were this hor like they they made this horrible sinful decision. I'll tell you Lord, what it is. The Lord it's, just righted it for them it's and the, like brought in it's Flacco the sage, and this godsend. Yeah, it's the sage archetype, Carl Jung. Yeah. Like he yeah. is the sage, like he is the one yeah. the the old wizened one who's guiding. It's good stuff. Yeah. It's good stuff. So I, who do I'm you have? For it, baby. It's tough. All of these are kind of tough. Uh, well, there's a couple that I think are kind of so, easy. I absolutely have a rookie playoff victory for D'Amico, for Stroud, and for Will Anderson Jr. Ah! Um, That's exciting. I, I think they are they are kicking down the door and starting an era, uh, a new era of the NFL. Um, the same way that uh, 
you know Mahomes and Allen did in their era. Like Stroud is here. He's where he's not going anywhere for ten years. That is so Um, exciting. I think so. So enjoy your. He's gonna win this week, and guess what? He could win next week too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I have the Texans. I have a Quasi Adolfo question. I have a question. Yeah. Um, Sure. And you don't have to do this if you don't want. Do you want to make a small, very small, just for fun side bet on our playoff picks? Uh, sure. What's the bet? What would we? I know. What would it be? Because if we were next to each other, I'd say like dinner or lunch. But we're not next to each other, so I don't even know what it would be. It's just I don't know if anything came to mind. Want to bet? Like you want know, to throw a like a like a hat on it or something? Like, a, like, a, <laughs> like maybe something like Vikings a criterion, or maybe like a criterion, yeah, or, or like something. a movie or something. A movie? Yeah, yeah, something okay. like that. So, something in like the thirty dollar range. Yeah, thirty. That? Let's just say thirty buck movie bet on the playoffs. I'm putting it on top. Thirty dollar. I got the pick and sheet. Bet. Houston. All right, let's move on. Thirty dollars. That way we don't have to feel bad either way, and it'll be a movie we've been wanting to buy but didn't buy for ourselves. So that'd be fun. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That'd be fun. Miami at Kansas City is next. So both of these teams have had some hot water. I would say Kansas City more so. You can't really look at either of them projecting forward and think it's going to be anything but great. They both have great play callers. They both have great talents. Um, obviously different styles of team. I think that this Miami team is kind of growing up together, whereas this Kansas City team might be in a bit of a transition. You might see the head coach move on. You might see the tight end move on. I'm not sure how that will go. But I think Andy Reid's leaving? He could. Why not? Whoa. Dude, this year's been tough for that whole team and organization, I feel like. In terms of like all of the fucking um I guess they've had a microscope with There's the Taylor scrutiny. Swift situation. Scrutiny a lot. They had a microscope anyway because they already were media. The like, argumentation media with the refs. Stuff, so. Um, yeah, so I think point. both of these teams arguably are set up to succeed going forward. But for the right now, I think that losing both of your pass rushing ends in Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips is going to be detrimental to the Miami Dolphins. Um, though the Kansas City Chiefs have really sucked for most of the year in my opinion Miami can't beat a good team to save their life so I've thought going forward throughout this year and we've even talked about it like what is the end game for Miami this year and we both thought at the time at the midway point they're gonna make it to the playoffs and they're gonna lose a wild card game against a good team you put them up against the team that's been in the Super Bowl Year in and year out, I'm going to have to pick Kansas City at home. Negative 30-degree wind chill in this game, yeah, Luke. That's, like, detrimental that's to human is. health. That's where my head is. Um, and that's not even the fucking craziest weather game we're going to have. I can't wait to talk about that one. But, um, yeah, I uh, have the Chiefs solely because of the weather. Um, I don't think that the Dolphins um, – you know, you play in Miami. I know you play some cold games in your division. I'm, I'm not saying you can't do it. It's just not going to happen. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Two is from Hawaii, dude. I don't see it. I don't it. see it. Um, I don't see it. I don't see it. So I don't see his arm cutting through the wind either. No. I, I, and they did have some unfortunate injuries at the end. I think Kansas City doesn't lose a wild card game. They they, they shit out wild card games. Like this I think no they're going to win this one and then lose the week after if they're playing away. I be. think that's what happens. But, but I think they got no problem tomorrow and they're going to beat the Dolphins. That's going to be an exciting two games. I'm so happy that we have three three days straight of playoffs. Um, yeah, all right, so we have, the, we have one pick different on Saturday. So Sunday we have the Pittsburgh Steelers who barely made it into the playoffs. 
visiting the Buffalo Bills in one of the, I assume, worst weather games that we're going to experience. Is that the it's one you're talking about? Bucky, that's yeah. the one I'm talking about. It's yeah. like, uh, like, uh, let's see, like the NFL, like people were calling for them to maybe move it. Yeah, because it's going to be hard to so even intense. get fans there. Due to the like, community, like yeah, they. I think they said that like travel was like not like recommended or possible. Well, like, I wonder if they could TV flex game. it. I wonder if they could flex it to Monday or something. No, and, I don't think so. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I wonder what happens with that. It's different it's, networks too. It's going to be tough. ESPN and has Monday. Yeah, it's going to be rough for the fans and rough for the players. Um, the fans don't care. Bills fans are wild. Looking forward, Buffalo Bills have had kind of an up and down roller coaster, um, jihadi themed at one point season with Sean. That McDermott. was weird. We never yeah. talked about that on the show. Yeah. Like, like no, we did. That, we did. Oh, we, we did. I'm almost positive. Where he we like, talked about Al-Qaeda? Sean McDermott's Al Qaeda comments, but and then apologize look, for it. That's they good. still, thanks they for apologizing s- as much as Josh Allen can lose you a game. He can absolutely win you a game. He, he has elite talent. He's just a bit of a gambler and a bit reckless Pittsburgh. I didn't see much to like out of, the whole year until you finally get Mason Rudolph in there. Who's willing to throw to some of these receivers who just happen to bust coverage and get like 80 yard touchdowns and make him look good. That's what happened at the end. He had receivers busting huge plays, making his numbers look good. They finally won a couple games snuck into the playoffs. I do not have high hopes for this team projecting into the future. They don't have an answer at quarterback. Their running back situations wonky. They're, Star pass rushers not playing in this game. TJ Watt, who got hurt, was... we we don't we don't slander Mason Rudolph on this show, dude. Mason Rudolph's not no, a good sir. quarterback. Hey, re- I mean, sometimes you get a knock on the head, you get superpowers. I mean, read a comic book. I think that Pittsburgh <laughs> is actually one of those teams that's in a very like inauspicious bad position heading into the offseason because in my opinion and i've got buffalo in this i think buffalo spanks them i think they had head into the offseason with a like the 20th pick with no qb so then what do you do do you roll with kenny pickens and keep going with these wide receivers who are not playing hard half the time do you keep rolling with that or do you try to make a move their cap situations middling they're just in the middle of the road and that's never a good place to be especially when you don't have answers at quarterback. So I've got Buffalo in this one. They're going to get Russell Wilson. Um, and I <laughs> maybe. Have, um, maybe. Yeah, it's a very good fit. Um, I have maybe Buffalo. Kirk. Be- that would also be a good fit and break my heart. Um, Kirk would be good in Seattle. We do a lot of business with them too. I have Buffalo because I'd be crazy not to pick them at home in the playoffs versus a team that snuck in. Uh, but I think that the Steelers fought their way in. I love the Steelers organization. I love Mike Tomlin. I fuck with Mason Rudolph, and I need him. I needed this for him. Like, I, like, I, like I need Mason Rudolph is now the guy who helped get the Steelers to the playoffs. He's not the guy who got bonked by Miles Garrett. Uh, in I my guess, book, and that's nice. That's nice. Uh, that's a nice uh, in Steelers lore. That's a better story. He's gonna line. have to do a bit more to get rid of the bonk moniker because he's absolutely I the know. guy that got hit on the head. All right, but, but to stick around for that many years and st- and be called upon to to help the team out and get in the playoffs this far along, like that's that's amazing, man. That's a good story, and it doesn't happen enough where teams stick with players long enough. Teams like the Steelers do that. Team like the Patriots do that, but not a lot of teams. 
Yeah, you have a good point there. So we both have Buffalo at home in what's going to be a very, very crazy, potentially catastrophically bad weather game. I cannot wait to watch it. Oh, yeah. From blinding, driving snow. I'm going to be in a heated blanket with Pippin in between my legs, snuggled, eating some kind of a snack with a delicious bevy right next to me. Yeah. My, oh, yeah. The only thing cold in the room is going to be the beverage. Yes. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going not to that you. game. I'm going to be consuming content. All right. Got to Green... tell you, if I were a Bills fan, I mean, fuck it. If I were in Minnesota and we played outside and it was this kind of thing, I know that I would fucking put on snowshoes and go to that game if I had the opportunity. So I want to find the Bills a way. Bills fans are crazier than me would definitely go, so they don't care. Imagine Luke and I wearing, like, somehow we get a hold of and buy secondhand those gigantic coats that they throw onto the players over their shoulder pads, and then we oh, just yeah. get them NFLMAO branded, and then the the, the mm, sideline camera just catches us, like, at a playoff game, Minnesota versus the Bears in a wild card. Dude, they're going to catch me at, like, a Cincinnati game stealing their <laughs> signs. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next game. Talk a bit about these two teams, Green Bay visiting the Dallas Cowboys. Green Bay closed out the season against the Bears in a way that was embarrassing and disheartening. And I watched twice this year, the first and the last game, Shanahan, not Shanahan, LaFleur, absolutely outcoached Eberflus, ran circles around him. I watched Jordan Love look like Aaron Rodgers two games this year when I know he's not that good. I've watched him in other games suck. So a lot of people well, are his saying numbers in a season say otherwise. Oh, uh, yeah. That good. He had a great season statistically with the youngest offense and the youngest team to make the playoffs. So I have to give him some credit. But this is all to say I wanted Jordan Love to be middle of the road. So that they would be in the same fucking quarterback purgatory that the Bears have been in for so many years. Where you gotta kinda half-heartedly commit to the guy, but he'll never be good enough to win you meaningful games. He is a bit above that. He's a bit above that, in my opinion. He is a bit above that. Like, he is not middle of the road, but he's not as good as I think some people are making him out to be. Some people are, like, comparing him to Rodgers. I I don't think he'll ever be as good as what Rodgers was at different points with Green Bay. But I have to give some roses because he has played well this year. So I think Green Bay is in a fairly good position going forward. They're not going to get the first round pick for the Rodgers trade. That's going to be a second rounder. That sucks for them in this year's draft. They are going to get a low draft pick, but their defense is good, young, and hungry. Their offensive players are all young and looks like they're producing enough to win them games getting into the playoffs. They're looking okay. Dallas might be a dark horse to win this whole thing. If Dallas plays their game like I've seen them play and not the games where they let everything go to shit, they could make some serious noise in the playoffs right now. They're going to have to look into paying Dak again this offseason, depending on how things turn out. CeeDee Lamb's going to be another one of those receivers getting broke off a funky chunk. Like, again, you're going to want to beat him to the contract too because he's going to get a record-breaking one. Um, Mike is going to want it definitely make noise in the playoffs i've got dallas at home in this one um and i don't even think it'll be close it's pretty tasty we didn't uh there's a lot of these little stories um the, the like tyreek going back to play the chiefs is one. Uh, oh yeah here we have ball. one yeah here we have one um, mccarthy going against the packers which is nice look 
I understand that this this statement has like you know a different team around it and stuff like that, but the fact of the matter is Rodgers was six and ten his first year as a starter, third year in the league. Love went to the playoffs last year. Aaron Rodgers had a win and in scenario in Lambeau against a division rival. Didn't do it. Went out on a on a low. Shut Jordan up. Love, Shut Jordan up. Love uh, has a win and in scenario against Shut a division up. rival. The last game of the season in the playoffs. I don't uh, want I'm to just hear saying, it. How do you feel right now as a Packers fan? The answer is really fucking good, especially looking at Aaron Rodgers getting, you know, popping his Achilles the first game, which we don't want that. But that, I mean, just comparing the thing of what could have been uh, that w- if that was fate. And also after sitting in Green Bay where there's no microphones or cameras, <laughs> you know what I mean? A small market team to going to the media capital of the world and revealing himself to be kind of exhausting. Man. Yeah. How did they, and keep he was already being exhausting under, under kind of like, like he was already being of... kind of exhausting at the end of green Bay. Yeah. But it's like, um, so I, I think that they cashed in really well on Jordan love. And even if they lose, which they should lose the, the Cowboys should put up like fucking hundreds and hundreds of yards in the air. 40. Like, yeah, they should. 40. They should be hitting Lamb. <laughs> Forty. Double or nothing tomorrow. Lamb. Yeah, the entire game. Like C. Lamb should go for three hundred and ninety-six yards. Underneath um, it all. But it I will. I'm picking the Cowboys, but I will not be surprised for one fucking second if the Packers win. No surprise at all. Not one surprise at all if the Packers win. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you come from the land where it's okay to just touch somebody's food? You got the little, you put a toothpick in here, you make a little swivel action. <laughs> 40. 50 first dates ages like shit. I Underneath. Like it. <laughs> I still love that movie. It weirds me out sometimes now. LA Rams at Detroit Lions for the night game. That's another really cool story. They were in their fucking bag picking these wild card games because now you're going to have Stafford visiting Detroit. Luke said, don't worry, they're going to get beat by the Rams, but you were talking about Green Bay, weren't you, when you said that? Uh, don't even yeah, remember. I think you're, yeah, either way, they're still playing an NFC North team and it makes it an even cooler story. The Detroit Lions are in a really good position right now. They have a lot of young talent. Um, will they stay with Goff? Will they try to make a move? They did get Hendon Hooker to sit and um, like heal from his collegiate injury. So maybe that's a guy you can transition to after he learns behind Goff. Goff's played well enough, but at times this year he's looked like um, an Achilles heel for that team who's played really well for their coach. The Rams, I would like to say, are not in a good position heading forward. But look at what they do in the draft and look at how good of a coach Sean yeah. McVay is. If they yeah. if they can have the youngest team out there with a bunch of undrafted guys making the playoffs in a tough division, finding guys like Puka Nakua at the end of the draft, like Kyron Williams in the fifth Kyron round. Kyron Williams, like dude, yeah, right? they're fine. They're fine. If they have that GM and that head coach, even if Stafford heads out, I still think that they have a good outlook because of how they bring up building. Stetson Bennett from the practice squad. No, um, I've got Detroit at home in this game, but I could totally see Sean McVay and Matt Stafford putting him to bed. There is no part of me that thinks Detroit's getting out of this game alive. Uh, the Rams are hotter than fish grease right now. <laughs> uh, Stafford's not going to let somebody else get a Lions playoff victory that isn't him if he has a say in it. He has a fundamental say in it. Um, I think the 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 storyline is just amazing. 
Goff got traded straight up for Stafford. I mean, that like, I mean, there's some other stuff in there too, but it was a no, full Goff on... was a throw in in that yeah, deal. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like in to literally but what I mean to say is they swap quarterbacks. Yes, yes. And for them to be in the same exact same exact position sort of right now. I mean, of course Stafford went and won the Super Bowl and they won that I mean, that they're trade playing out. each other. But but the long road for Goff who did go to the Pro Bowl twice, who did go to a Super Bowl with the Rams already before Stafford came in and won it, to then go to another team who has been an absolute cellar dweller laughing stock for the better part of like our parents' lifetime. Um, to go and do it from the ground up, and it's not all him, of course. Dan Campbell is uh, is the reason for the season, but that is amazing. So I'm rooting for Goff just fine, uh, but it ain't going to happen. The Rams are hot, Dang. dude. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was seriously going back and forth in my head. So you've got the Rams. I've got Detroit. And they're going to light them That's up. good. That's good because we have one game on both days over the weekend where we have a split on the pick. So Monday night, the last primetime game, we have Philadelphia, who is reeling right now. Lost four of the last five. Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown a fucking pass in over a week because his finger came out dislocated and mangled in the game. A.J. Brown had a huge flare-up with with the team, removed all of his shit from his social media, had a players-only meeting. Like, they're in serious turmoil against Tampa Bay (laughs) that has seen Baker Mayfield have multiple games at the end of the year where he played damn near perfect. Enough to get him in the conversation for potentially being retained as the guy, though he is also dealing with injuries. And he was limping his way on and off the field last week in week 18. So a little bit of foresight for next year. I think Philly's still in a great position. They need to get their head out of their asses and figure out what's going on because they have too much talent to be playing like this, to have all this infighting right now. And Tampa Bay, I was very wrong about. Like, I thought that was a tank candidate coming into this year and they absolutely were not and they're playing good football right now and they still have good veterans (laughs) however i'm curious to see what they do going forward after this season it'll probably depend on if they can make some noise in the playoffs in this game right now though philly is playing like dog shit i have to think that when push comes to shove in prime time in a wild card win or go home this talent will win out I, I'm going to take Philly, but I really don't know. Like, I could go either way on this. I just think that the roster has more talent. And if Baker was fully healthy, maybe I would pick them. But he was limping, dude. And I don't like their backup that much. So, I have Tampa Bay. So, we have uh, we have one different every night of the week. That's dude, awesome. I have Tampa Bay. Um, and I know that is an upset um, against the uh, Super Bowl runner-up Eagles. But I don't really like what I've seen from them all season. I get it, dude. I almost picked them. Um, it's it's just literally all out of the two teams you're telling me, and in the wild card, it's all about who wants it more. Like who's got the fucking. This is where upsets happen. You know, wild card team. I think of like the Giants beating the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl that one. And year. when like, it comes to wanting it more, like, no man is more covetous than Baker Mayfield. Baker. Baker wants, Baker wants it more than you. Baker wants it more than you. He wants it more than me. He wants it more than Jalen Hurts. Baker Baker deserves a statue in front of Baker the fucking Mayfield's Brown Stadium. Baker Mayfield's going to be I dapping him up. Say, what's up, playboy? I, 
I say it to this day, I, I, the Browns fucked up there. And the slander that that he was getting from Odell and Odell's dad and fucking all this other shit, fuck that all, whatever. This dude put his nose to the grindstone, went to work, played out of his mind uh, as a backup for the fucking Rams on a weird Thursday night, earned himself a, a, a shot at a starting gig in Tampa Bay, was guaranteed nothing. Like no, we're back to highest. He was trophy competing with right Kyle now. Trask. Like we are. I don't care. I don't care. No, that's like, what I'm saying. Career... Like at one point right, in the saying... in the preseason, yes. he was yes. not the yes. guy. Like he had to compete competing. with Kyle fucking his, Trask. His career could have feasibly <coughs> feasibly been been over. Number one pick, and I've Baker seen, Mayfield. I've seen <clears throat> I've seen worse quarterbacks refuse to take on a backup role or go to work like that. The Baker's winning week one. I don't know if he's winning a uh, divisional round, but he's winning the wild card round. I really think that. And the, the Eagles are just like, oh, Re- they're man. reeling. They're reeling. Yeah. Reeling is a great word. They seem like just like beat up. feels like they still have a Super Bowl hangover 18 weeks later. Like, I don't know, man. I think that they hit that mode on fight night where it's POV and you're just trying to block the shots so you can get back zoomed out into the three quarter view where you're not about to get put on the canvas. They hit that mode where your fighter is fucking 40 years old now. And so you're just going to get knocked out. (laughs) And then your guy just like, yeah, I don't they make good boxing. Games why anymore? do I talk about fight night round three so much on this podcast, but yet never go and red and pop it back in. Oh, I do though. Yeah, I, I haven't do. played it in a few years. I, when do, I, do, 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 uh, I think it plays in your, back Xbox again. it does. X. Yeah. Yeah. All of the, all of those games play. I love it. Luke, yeah. we have covered a lot on this episode. We had a lot to cover though. We had we a lot of to. making up to do first of the year. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in the NFL landscape before we head out of here? There's a lot, oh, a lot of, lot of so much to chew on. So much to chew on. I feel really good about everything we've covered. I think we've covered it exhaustively. Uh, it, I'm I exhausted. That, um, I'm exhausted, but I can't imagine with how the listener feels. Um, I no, not really. I mean, like this is just so exciting because we have real stuff to talk about while we also get to speculate with the firings. Like we are in the fucking peak. We are in the best part of the football season now, uh, considering our teams are out of the hunt. Um, yep. And this Speculation is going to be a lot to take in. And, and also enjoy. the like, bears are in one of the best off season positions I've ever seen. And definitely the, the most um, potentially transformational ones I've ever seen as a fan. Like we have, so many options at QB now. We have so many options in free agency. Our our I looked at our um SPO track looking at all of the contracts. We don't have a bad contract on the books unless you decide to keep Eddie Jackson next year and um Cody Whitehair, which if you cut those two, that's a free twenty two million on top of our sixty million. And we're going to cut them because they just aren't playing well enough. So we are looking like we are going to potentially add a bunch of talent to an ascending young team. And if we trade that number one pick, it might be the biggest bounty you've you've ever seen on a trade. Like it really might be. I want to go out on one more question for you. Yeah. And it's just a question of ethics. Okay. Um, Do you think it's ethical to to play NFL teams in these sub-zero temperatures? Nope, I've been thinking about that today. I actually was having a conversation with somebody and I said like I'm worried about the 
the fact that this might be detrimental to human health to be out yeah. there because I played cornerback in freezing rain and it was miserable yeah. being far away yeah, from all I, the yeah. players and shit. Like it's miserable mm-hmm. out there and I can't imagine negative 30. And it's worse if and weirdly it's worse if you're not playing. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You Cause you're I mean? not like moving. We'd be in those cold games. Yeah. So I always look, I'd look at Belichick on the sidelines and I'd be like, how the fuck? Yeah. Like, Cause I would just, I think that's dying. a good point. Uh, we often don't think of it as like the human perspective. We think of the product at large and right are they are at this point are they are gladiators and we was like you've got your money now perform like is that oh, the thought because yeah. like, i'm reading mike florio is all over my ipad today with nbc sports news but he's talking about how the nfl doesn't have any any rules there's no minimum temperature uh for the nfl to call a game they don't have that in their rule book like they'll call it for other stuff but like the even plebeians in, like, is, need bread and games luke it's kind of crazy right it's the only thing keeping us out of the streets. We don't have enough reserve grain to feed the mother, the mother lord, the mother the realm. Motherland. What is Motherland. it? Rebel Moon? <laughs> yeah. <The motherland. laughs> Dude, speaking of good call, um, Rebel Moon, absolute disappointment. If you're going to Don't keep... slander Zack Snyder on here. Dude, that movie sucked. I like Zack. I will not say a word about it. That movie was like the Fresca version of like a hint taste of a Star Wars movie. Are you, are you fucking talking about Fresca, which is one of my favorite sodas? Yeah, I knew you'd like that weak, spritzy shit. Oh, it's so good. That's why you like Zack Snyder. Love it it's it's fake nuts. highbrow. It's fake highbrow. Oh, I added a black and white filter to fucking... Now it's a Snyder cut. Oh, no. Relax. You, you know it's not that good. Rela- relax. I'll say Luke knows his shit when it comes to movies, but if you look at the history of this season... We might be turning uh, uh, the, the page away from Luke Stradamus, and it might be my time now. You had a good year. No, it's my it's my turn. It's my turn. It's my turn. Ah. That's you this year <laughs> with the pigs. Bed. I just desperately Skip want Bayless someone ass. to congratulate me. All right, I did already. Congratulations. No, it's, it's fine. Congratulations on the big win. No, and guess fine. what? I'll send your jersey on time. Aiden makes me wait so much and blames his fucking funds when he's like has like. Men from Renaissance no, are wheeling stop in it, 90 stop it inch right televisions nope. and fucking stop the audio recording because I'm not gonna right, take fine. this slander about it's how my I'm, turn. I I am not bourgeoisie trash that you can just <laughs> slander like this on a podcast. You think I got a 90 inch TV? I don't have a 90 inch house, Luke. Okay, <laughs> I've got three pieces of cardboard and a stick. And guess what? D sleeping in the rain. I'm sleeping. I've got a fucking. I've got an imagination, okay? All right. That's all I've got to live on. All right, let's get out of here. All right, bye-bye. Enjoy the playoffs. Love you guys. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you.